Welcome back to another edition of the Para Podcast. Uh, wrapping up the rep round and having a look forward into the following round of action. I'm here joined by Birdie. Hey, how's it going? And Ham. Yep. Um, I celebrated a little bit too hard at Origin and my voice has still not recovered, so we're going to all struggle through this one. Um, but let's just jump into the uh, Eels players that did play in the rep round. Uh, Ham, you were just telling me about the Malta game that I didn't know about. Do you want to jump in, Jesse Cronin, there? Yeah, I didn't get to watch it. It was on. It was out at St Mary's on Sunday, I think it was. Um, but yeah, it's, it's streamed on Facebook, so if you want to watch the game. Uh, Malta lost. I think Jesse played a bit of dummy half and a bit of lock. But they lost 30 to 24, Matt. That's all I have about it. <laughs> well, the, uh, we'll, we'll throw up the uh, Facebook link sometime soon. Uh, jumping into the Fiji v Kummels game, uh, the Fiji forward pack completely blown off the park, and they were missing a fair few players, actually, the Fijian team. Uh, but Hayne, Fainga, and uh, Kane Evans all played. I think Fainga and Kane were the only two Fijian forwards to make over 100. Yeah, it looked like it. They are all... Running soft, no one's running hard. And then Haynes been um, blasted to pieces about his involvement. Uh, I think we've touched on a number of times this year. You halves can't play off the back of nothing, and especially when the forwards get dominated in the forwards. Um, having a centre playing at half back, uh, it's less than ideal to start off with, but with no platform to play off the back of. Uh, yeah, and there was definite times in that second half where he's screaming for the ball behind the ruck to go to the left edge, and they kept going back to the right. Um, so, uh, I thought it was, he was a bit disappointing, but you've got to take it in context. He's not the game-breaking player that he once was. He's a, uh, part player. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then you look at the, I just don't think the, you know, especially in these games where it's all about heart and everything, I don't think the Fijians, uh, wanted to be there, whereas you see the Papua New Guineans, most of them barring, what, Seguiaro... Um, Lachlan Lamb and Kurt Baptiste are all um, going to be career um, ISP play or ISC players or reserve grade players, I should say. Whatever doesn't matter which one they're in. So yeah, it's just you know they they wanted it more. The Papua New Guineans. It was good. It was a good match. I liked it. I was out there out at Campbelltown. Yeah, that's right. Resident him out at Campbelltown, um, and you would have been in the thick of it for the next game, which saw Tonga on uh, against Samoa. To- Tonga completely blowing Samoa off the park and then letting a couple of uh, uh, tries in, I guess, in the later fixtures when they'd sort of put the queue in the rack. Uh, good performances from our boys, um, although, of course, that f- uh, facial injury to Mo just dampening the, the night altogether and he'll be out for a couple of weeks. Um, but how did you find it down there, him? Atmosphere's unreal, you know, when, especially when they do the... Um, I like the way they did their um, war dances this time where they just sort of did part and part each time, just got the crowd fired up. Um, it was a good day, just really, just with all the all the supporters, everyone getting down there early, everyone excited for the match. Um, I think it's my favourite non-Eels game of the year. That uh, It's the only one I go, it's the only non-Eels game I go to, so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, just, you know, with um, Fafita, Taumalolo, the Tongans is way too good for Samoans, and I think if... Tonga can get, um, you know, some good halves coming through. Um, that they'll be pushing um, Australia and England pretty soon. Yeah, I like Terrapo's involvement off the bench. He really came in and provided a bit of impact. Um, but that's against a Samoan forward pack that, that wasn't that great. 
uh, and Jennings, I think he had really two good opportunities down that left edge to, to set up his outside man. Uh, the first one he should have ran himself, but he unselfishly passed it. And the second one he should have passed it, and he selfishly ran it. So um, uh, hopefully Michael can, um, yeah, hopefully can get back to form for the Eels. But a uh, passable game by by um, Michael, um, all things considered. And again, Mo with that facial fracture, I think you could see on the telecast that his face was indented um, just after yeah. that, cobbing that knee. So um, four weeks, is it? Is that what they've estimated? Um, in the injury report, they just said to be to be confirmed. So, okay, it it might have been from the um the uh, NRL physio that I saw for four four weeks plus um for something like that. But I assume he'll have to probably get a metal plate in his face. Um, he's already got the the um the broken arm he had about two or three seasons ago, which is uh, heavily wrapped at the beginning of every game. So, um, he'll be a bit of a robot playing out there soon. Um, Alright, and then the last rep game which saw Eels was the New South Wales residents who completely obliterated the Queensland residents. Uh, Sui Matangi, I didn't, I didn't watch any of this because um, I was on the train out to the game, so anybody else catch it? No. Uh, I just saw, um, I think actually the last 20 minutes, but then I just clicked on the live stream and I saw that we were killing them and I thought, yeah, it's nothing to um, nothing to talk about really, it's just another, another smashing and yeah. That's, that's the last 20 minutes I saw, pretty much. All right, and again, no Eels players in the state of origin proper, so um, whilst that was a great game and a great celebration, um, we don't really have to discuss it too much other than uh, the Blues finally getting another series win after another four years and, and, and about a decade of dominance by Queensland. Um, so unluckily to all those Queensland Eels supporters, but... Uh, as always next year, and you've you've had a string of about a decade where you've been on top, so <laughs> can't complain too much. Uh, there was some eels uh, in action over the weekend in the Shield, twenty twenty-four to St Mary's fifty-two, and also Guildford hours twenty-six to Cabra Matters thirty-four. So both teams going down in the Shield, and then into the Ron Massey Cup, they uh, ran a cricket score over St Mary's fifty-eight to fourteen. Um, so uh, that sees Wenty right back near the top in uh, Ron Massey Cup. Um, jumping into some news. Manu Mayu's injury, we already touched on that. Um, so, uh, not entirely sure when he'll be back, uh, but it's going to be a, a devastating injury blow to our second row stocks. Um, we thought they were quite good at the beginning of the year, but see you later, Kenny Edwards. Um, by uh, T-Rex, and now Manumaru out for an extended period of time. <laughs> um, so, uh, Bertie, your man Maradas, I see this week's named as a starting second rower. Yeah, I'm happy about that. You know, like, he could have chucked... Um, is Gower is Gower listed in the team? Or? Yeah, he's on the on the bench. Yeah, so, like, he could have went with him for a safer option because um, he's he's actually started a couple of games, um, Gower, in the past. So, um, I'm actually happy... He actually trusts Murata now that, you know, whether or not he can actually play the full 80, you know, that's another question or, you know, but um, it's good to see he's um, starting some games now, you know, getting some reps, start playing some more consistent minutes, you know. Well, that, that's his last game he started, wasn't it? And then he, he had the head bin, uh, the second head uh, assessment in the same game, so it did come off after about 55, 60 minutes, so... I assume we'll see him out there for an extended period of time as well, having a look up the, at the bench makeup. Um, that's if that's if the uh, team stays as listed one through seventeen. 
you just got to take um, advantage of what an opportunity you get. You've got like Tepai still suspended, you know. Um, uh, as I said, um, Manu Mao's injured. You know, Kenny Edwards has moved on. Like, he's got to take. You got to take this opportunity with both hands, man. He's going to make sure um, it's going to be very hard for those players to take his spot. You know. Exactly, and on to the next bit of news, which is. Uh, not confirmed by the Eels yet, but the potential signing of Sean Lane. Um, so we're just talking about our ravaged second row stocks. Uh, he's a player uh, quite young. I think he's 21 to 23. I'd, I'd say 23 is the... Let's have a quick look. Um, 24 next... 24 this year. Oh, there you are. Um, so uh, Bulldogs Jr. went over to uh, the Warriors and then came to Manly for two years and now reportedly signed with us on a um, not a big contract. I've heard the reported rumours that are about three hundred to um, to 400000 a year. Um, so I think that's within um, the bounds of what's reasonable, uh, noting that the salary cap's at $9.2 million, so you're regular. Um, if you average that out, it's about 330k per player. Of course, that's not the reality when you've got blokes on minimum wage and whatever else. Um, but a rangy second rower who can score a try um, and seems to have got himself a bit better in um, the what I heard previously at the Bulldogs and also at the Warriors is that his training ethic off the field wasn't great, uh, but he seems to have turned that around a fair bit at me. Yeah, he's, um, I think I looked the other day because someone said he's not a regular first grader. But he's been in um, in the Manly team since round eighteen last year, so um, I'd say that's you know a fairly fairly regular first grader now. Just think he has to um, up his. Um, funnily enough, he's as big as he is, but he's only making about eighty five meters a game according to um, NRL.com. So I'm not sure if we're going to play him in the middle or out on the edge. But either way, we he sort of has to up those um, running meters. Not too bad in defence. Um, but I think, you know, this signing is for his height and what he would add to the pack rather than um, the stats necessarily because, you know, we've, we'd still do have a, a fairly small pack even with Paulo and Evans. So, you know, adding those, adding another bit of height to the pack should add a bit of uh, variance. So, um, yeah, just I'm not expecting much from the signing, but if he does a job, then I'll be happy. Well, I think it's a squad signing when you're looking to move on a couple of, um, you know, older statesmen in Matungi and Vave and whatever else, and you've already moved on Kenny Edwards, so you need um, these sorts of, uh, I'd call them squad players. Uh, Not necessarily going to be in your top 17 every week, but uh, somebody to rely on if you're having an injury crisis year like this year where we've used 28 players and only three have started um, every single game. Um, so that's the state of the injury the, crisis this the, year. The only negative I have with um, the signing is uh, three years. You know, it's a big, big, big contract or big commitment for a guy who's been, you know, jumping from club to club. You know, maybe two years would have been ideal, but you know, three years that might be a bit. You know, might come back and you know bite us in the ass in the end if he turns out to yeah, be a, a Kane Evans in year one. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean, especially with we've got a few second rowers coming through. At the moment, Celeste Fyinga mentioned before playing for Fiji. Um, Philia Utoi Kamanu currently injured. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of others there that are still young that are probably pushing through. So yeah, that three year deal, but that might have been what it took to get the signing over the line. 
rather than he might if he if we only offered two years he might have stayed at Manly or gone somewhere else or uh, you know not even looked at us. I think it was the same with the Watmo signing um, signing for four years rather than three was what got him over the line. So you know some you run the risk um, with that extra year, but I suppose you run the risk of um, looking towards a player for the for the future that might not make it or any signing really like I'm pretty sure we all thought Kieran Foran was <laughs> was the best signing in the world and then nine games into it and all the shit comes out and you know so you, you can never predict um, how a signing will turn out so yeah three years might be too long three years might not be enough we might have to hold on to him if he turns out to be a better player than he's currently playing at we might have to you know in the future, that might be a five-year, six-year contract. And just uh, uh, just for reminder, it's it hasn't been announced by the club as yet. Um, so Manly has said that he's taken up an option elsewhere. So it seems pretty likely that he's coming here. But still, um, signing's not announced yet. Um, and it could also involve an option for that last year. You never know. We seem to structure a lot of options into our contracts these days uh, with a third option either being in the clubs or in the players' favour. <clears throat> so we'll just have to see. When's the uh, mid-season cutoff for transfers like? Uh, 30 June this year. So um, from what I can see from Manly, they're not releasing him for this year, and they'd struggle to because they've already just released Jackson Hastings. Um, they're struggling to get name 21 players every every week. So they're the only other uh, club in um, the NRL that's used 28 players as well. So can you see a guy coming in within the next four days? Um, unlikely. Yeah, I'd have to say we'd have to bring up someone if we haven't already. It just it just seems like we had that one spot saved for something, and now like with the amount of injuries we have, you know, surely we've got some money left over. We can you know nab someone for half a year, or you know, like it just seems like a wasted uh, a waste to have one spot going in. You know, I assume somebody like a Ray Stone or a Jamin Salmon's probably going to be upgraded if they already haven't if they haven't already been. Um, especially Salmon, who's been named pretty much every week. And depending on whether the rumours surrounding Corey Norman are uh, being shopped around are true. Um, because if we're not playing with uh, Corey Norman next year and you're looking to Moses to be your main half, um, then you think Salmon's sort of the development player that you can see pushing forward, um, unless they want to persist with Gusson in the halves. But this week they've already named him back at fullback, so I don't think that's that's going to be what's happening. All right. Um, well, beyond that, let's jump. There's one little other bit of news, which was uh, Jason Irvine's uh, been uh, got off his fraud charges dismissed. And if I can just read from the Sydney Morning Herald uh, website, uh, Magistrate Megan Greenwood dismissed the charges, but she said she found the facts in the case deeply troubling. Uh, there was very strong suggestive guilt, but the magistrate said she had to be satisfied beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, so there was suggested guilt, but not enough to get over the threshold. Um, the magistrate noted evidence given by Green Options. Um, this is the company that paid out the monies to Jason Irvine, the director of that company who stuck to his exact works, which were that he issued invoices for work not completed and not previously paid. So um, despite how easy it would have been for Mr Herman to give unequivocal evidence about whether the invoices were false or legitimate, he didn't do so despite being given multiple opportunities, Miss Greenwood noted. So there was circumstantial evidence, but not enough to get it over that uh, burden of proof, unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, whichever way you're looking at it. 
just reading on our Daily Telegraph, it says here, the football logistic team manager was accused of only paying a fraction of his money to players. Instead, he was spending it on iTunes vouchers, vet bills, and groceries. Now, what the fuck's he doing with the vet bills, you know? Like, what was the, is he got a cooked dog or something? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're, they're finding new ways to spend, you know, spend um, the money on, you know, stupid shit. Not say, you know, animals, you know, they can look after them. But vet bills, come on. Like, get insurance on your pet, for God's sakes. Uh, do we get our 12 points back now? Yeah, I somehow don't think that's likely. <laughs> that's all I care about in this thing. Just get, let us have our 12 points back. Let us make the eight. Come on, Greenberg, you know you want to. <laughs> all right, well, let's uh, move on from that. Uh, so let's jump into this week's previews in the Shield. Wenty in third position, taking on Hills District in 10th position. Um, now, they've listed the Ron Massey Cup game and the Shield game at 1pm 1, 1 on Sunday, July the 1st. So I'm going to assume that the Shield game's at 1 and the Ron Massey Cup game's at 3. Foot Owls are having a bye in the Shield. And then on to Ron Massey Cup, which sees Wenty in 1st position, taking on the Hills District in ninth position, which I'm assuming is going to be at 3pm and not 1pm. But double-check that if you are uh, planning to head out to our um, home ground. Uh, the flag, is that on or is that a buy? Sorry, I should have checked that with you first, Ham. Uh, no, universal buy this week. I thought as much because it's listed as round 15 and mm. then no round 16 and then round 17. Um, so univers- uh, global buy this week in the flag and then we'll see them back in action um, the week after. And then in the I- ISP, uh, the blue bags uh, sorry, uh, in sixth position, so the Jets... Uh, taking on Wentworthville in 10th position. Um, I didn't write down where that's occurring, but I assume it's at um, their oval in the inner west. Yeah, at Henson Park. Um, so get down and check that out if you want to uh, blast from the past with the Jets back in action. Um, I think they still get their mascot out all the time, don't they? I'm not sure if the mascot gets out, but I know... Well, unless you're talking about the drunk bloke that rides his bike around every time <laughs> the Jets score one. a <laughs> But I know, I know the guy you're talking about. <laughs> unless, unless you're talking about him as the mascot. Um, I know that they have this... Oh, it's an incredible um, attendance record that they have. I think since the last game they played there, they're averaging... One second, I'm trying to find out how much it is. Because it's actually, it's actually quite incredible. It's about 9,000 per game. Or at least that's what they put up every time you go there. That's not bad for um for for reserve grade, I guess. Can't find it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, great radio. Uh, moving on to first grade. Eels in 16th position, taking on the Dragons in first position this Thursday evening, the 28th of June. Uh, kickoff slated for 7.50pm. And it's also on Channel 9 Fox Live Pass. And uh, if you're checking it on radio, I assume it's going to be on Grandstand and also Triple M. Uh, jump straight into the team lists. At fullback, Clint Gutherson uh, with the co-captains with Tim Manor. Uh, that makes Bevan French move back to the wing with George Jennings. And, of course, that puts um, our fullback out of... Uh, uh, sorry, Hoffman out of the team. Uh, Michael Jennings, Jared Hayne in the centres, Mitch Moses, Corey Norman in the half, Moses back from that knee uh, injury. And then in the starting front row, Dan Alvaro and Vave uh, makes a return. Uh, in the nine, Cameron King apparently uh, um, 
Kayser is another week away. Uh, we hope to have him back this week, but I guess not to be. And as stated before, Nia Kore, Brad Takarangi in the second row, and Nathan Brown at lock. Then on the interchange bench, Will Smith returns from injury, Tim Manor co-captain David Gower, and uh, fresh from his game for Tonga, Penny Terapo. Extended bench is Kirasami Abar, Kane Evans, Jamin Salmon, and Sui Matangi. And then for the Dragons, Matt Dufty at fullback, Nene and Kurt Mann on the wings, Ewan Aitken, Tim Laffey in the centres, Gareth Widop, uh, Ben Hunt after another uh, disappointing clutch moment, um, <laughs> playing in seven, uh, in at hooker, McInnes in the starting front row, Graham, and I thought Vaughan was probably one of the better props on the, the field, he really turned the game in that second uh, origin match, and of course Jacob Post, Tarek Sims and Jack DeBellin, uh, at lock on the interchange bench, Jeremy Lattimore, Jason Nightingale, Lisa Armel, and Luciano Lua. In the extended bench, Blake Laurie, Reese Robson, Jai Field, uh, Selay, Darren Nichols, and Patrick Herbert. Uh, Dragons igna- naming a 23-man bench because of the rep round, and I think they've got eight players backing up. I'm not sure. Um, so Jack DeBellin has been named despite copping another knock to his hip and drinking about a million beers after that Origin <laughs> game. <laughs> um, Tyson Brazell, who passed a HIA test in um, first half of Origin, will sit out this week. So no um, Frizzell with uh, Jacob Post coming into the second row and Luciano Leilua on the um, bench. And then Lisa Nartmau has been named on the bench despite a very short turnaround following a delayed flight home from Denver. Um, I still think um, Marty Tapao is still trying to find his way back from uh, uh, America as we speak, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, he's not too happy with that one on Instagram. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, and and talking about rumours, uh, the, the Marty Tapao uh, murmurs are, are getting stronger. Apparently it's a two-way race between us and Roosters, and it just depends how much cap relief we can give Manly to get him out of there. Mm. Um, so... Cross your fingers. <laughs> Anything's possible. Um, and moving on to us, Mitch Moses returns from a knee injury. Clint Gustin goes back to fullback. Bevan French back to the wing and Josh Hoffman out. Vave starts for Tim Manor, who's on the bench, but there could be some um, foxing there and, and Tim Manor starting and Vave off the bench. And Murata in the second row with Manu out with the fractured cheekbone. Will Smith replaces Reed Marnie, who's out for this suspension. Touched on it last week, but do you want to have a rant him? About... Anything or <laughs> uh, read read money, sorry, uh, <laughs> and, and not uh, uh, going for it at the judiciary. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand because you know we've seen in the part we've seen in recent times the first one it is barely even a penalty. Let's like, you, uh, and then it happens again in Origin, and everyone's going off about Will Chambers. It's not. It's not. How come? Well, it was exactly the same tackle, and Will Chambers hasn't been penalised, oh, it annoys me, it frustrates me. I can see why the club doesn't um, fight it, because we had that one, I think it was in 2015, I think it was, with Junior yeah, Paulo. Yeah, yeah, I think it was game two or three against Manly, where, yeah, he got half a season, pretty much. Yeah, and it was just, um, you know, and I remember the charge before, I think it was a week or two before that, he was charged with dangerous contact, where he, where he was pushed into a Sharks player catching the ball, I think it was the Sharks, I'm going to say it was the Sharks, um, he was pushed into the player um, taking the ball, which, which was a crap call, and then and then we fought the one that's another crap call, and we get absolutely slammed for it, which I don't understand how you can fight it and just get more, it's just, there's no, 
you know, this should, yeah, I, I don't understand why that you get more for it, but it's a dumb charge. I think we should afford it, but then if we did, I guess we would have got three weeks. Um, I think they're trying to hold hold down because um, they know that Reed Marnie will go out there and actually um, smash the opposition, and the NRL don't want that. So I'm putting on my tinfoil hat. Um, they know he's going to be better than Cameron Smith. They know he's oh, going to be better. Oh, future goat Reed Barney. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, he's going to be better than um, Danny Badiris. He's going to be better than um, any other nine in history. So yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that <laughs> um, he's had two two um, charges in two games. So <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> oh, cash money, and I brought him into my um my my uh, fantasy team thinking he'd be like a nice cash out option and, and possibly earn me a couple of hundred K and then it gets done. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe the conspiracy is against my fantasy team, not not against Reed himself. Oh, so is Greenberg in your league as well? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a bit of history of the, of the game. So in the NRL era, 33 matches between the two clubs. Eels with a winning record, 17 to 14 with two draws. Um, matches played at the venue six Dragons with three wins Eels two wins and one draw I, I don't think I touched on that we're playing down at um, is it Wind Stadium is that what it's still called yeah I, th- I think so but they also call um, Cogra Oval Wind Stadium now and that got me really confused last year when the juniors were playing at Wind I was going why is it down at Wollongong? And then I realised, no. I thought it was uh, called University of Wollongong Stadium or something like that. Oh, is it now? Sorry, I, I'm not up with the naming rights. No. It's down in Wollongong. That's. <laughs> but hopefully the lights don't go out. Yeah. I remember there was a primetime game. I think it was against the Raiders, <laughs> was it? Where the lights went out. <laughs> so fingers crossed they've played their, paid their bills. Um, uh, now, Eels, in recent history, have had a, a bit of a winning margin over the Dragons. I think we've won our last six on the trot, batting back to, his, I, I want to say, 2014? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Sounds right. Because I remember 2012, they beat us in round 26 when we were both out of the finals race because it was Birdie and Hindy's last game and Hindy taking that kick from the sand. I'll get it in a second. And then... Um, yeah, but recently we've had the, the wood over the top of them. Uh, so just the points per game, Dragons averaging a touch over four converted tries, uh, us touching uh, 14.5 points. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll have to be a lot better than that. And we're conceding 23.6, so almost four converted tries, and Dragons are only allowing 15.4 points. Um, Dragons, they were very, very um, slow on the uptake following the last Origin uh game um, against the Bulldogs on their return. Uh, can I smell an upset? Start with you, Ham. Start with me. Okay. Um, I'd like to say so, especially with all the returning players, especially the ones coming from um, the United States. Just hopefully a bit of... I remember when I flew back from the UK, I know it's not as... I don't think it's as, it is as far, but I was ruined for three or four days afterwards. Um so yeah, and I didn't even have to play a footy game before or after my flight. So um, hopefully they are incredibly jet lagged. Um, kind of hope they do play because then they might be suffering during the game. Whereas if they brought in reserve grade players, they'd be fresh. So um, hopefully they do play. Um, as weird as, as odd as that sounds, 
Um, can we beat them? Can we fly Sammy Radradra back over so he can score four tries, or is that an option? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, outside of that, I can't see us winning, no. I think that this is one of the first times this season that Dragons have had to change their starting 13. Um, I, they've pretty much been 1 through 13 every single game, and just changing out that 17th player in their extended uh, in their bench. Yeah, I think uh, I read somewhere that they've had 15. They've only used like, yeah, absolutely minimal players under 20 or something. And I don't think they've been injuries. They've just they rotated for the origin period, like bringing in Reese Robson, bringing in. Uh, jo- uh, I don't think they've bought in Jai Field actually yet, uh, but Darren Nichols and Blake Laurie they've played. Um, yeah, I can't remember them having too many injuries. So, um, uh, but Jason Nightingale on the bench again. So we'll see what happens there. That's that's a bit different. All right, uh, Birdie. Sorry, I'll get your thoughts. I think we're gonna win. And hey, it's gonna, it's gonna go. be. A smashing. It's going to be like 30 points to 12. And you know what? Corey Norman's going to have a field day out there. And yeah, we're going to smash. We're going to lead the whole way. That's my prediction. We're not going to. Yeah, that's it. And if it's wrong, we can always just snip, snip this audio. And yep, forget about it. <laughs> no, I'm actually Once it's on the internet, Birdie, it, um, it, uh, it doesn't come off. Or, or to be honest, I wasn't confident against the Rabbitohs. But I'm actually more confident now because, you know, you never know, Ben Hunt might have another shocker. You know, he might go back into his shell after having a you know bad origin game. And, you know, we've had, a what, two weeks off now, a week, you know, week and a half. I reckon the boys will be fired up for this game, you know, so. I think they've been um, practicing at that new kicks, the bowling and arcade. Look like that. It's a lot of fun today. So, you know, hopefully they've gotten all the, uh, all the, all the um, cobwebs out. I like your thinking, Birdie. I can't say I, I'll agree, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. Well, just on uh, this will test Queensland's pick and stick bloody formulation bullshit uh, that they like <laughs> to trot out every year. Um, I'm going to bet that Ben Hunt will be dropped for game three because uh, yeah, he he didn't deliver at the key moments in the last two games. Uh, but on that, um, I'm I'm doubling down with you, Birdie. We're going to win this, boys. Oi. We're going to win it. We're going to win it. Dragons ain't got nothing against us, even if they're in the first place. Uh, it's this time of the season. This is where they go into their shell. Uh, they're, they're a fraud on the rugby league community. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll pretty sh- pretty shortly see that. And I th- I still think Jack DeBellin's coming down off the nose beers from Wednesday night. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a big call. <laughs> well, he definitely wasn't on the Gatorades, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you're, you're a, uh, you're, aren't you involved in law? You know about all that sort of uh, <laughs> defamation. Oh, there was no... Um, does anyone really there? listen to this podcast anyway, other than us? Uh, that's family, exactly right. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think that uh, the Dragons are going to have to use their bench for the first time this season, so um, we'll see. And um, uh, so many of their players backing up off the rep round, um, it'll be a real test for them. Um, Neno McDonald, he was he was carrying some sort of injury that kept him out of the PNG match as well. So I think it was um, a groin injury. Yeah, and Kurt Mann. Um, yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I, the Dragons are up top for a reason. Um, they've started the well, uh, the season really well. They haven't dropped too many games, and if they have, it's against other top four sides. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens here, but usually dragons, this is, this is the time of year where they start to go into their shell. I can so. predict as well, uh, Ham's going to blow a gasket with the amount of penalty goals dragons will kick because it seems like every penalty they get, they go for two. So you can picture Ham going off his, you know, his rocket. <laughs> I will be. Uh, uh... Oh, oh, okay. Um, a bit <laughs> off topic here, but don't um, start me. Don't start me, rabbits. Don't start me. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a bit off topic here. Um, after watching the absolutely fantastic two Pacific tests, you know, great attacking open footy, a lot of tries, a lot of big hits. Come home to watch the Wallabies to uh, play Ireland because I thought um, there's been some rumours recently about Corabetti. um possibly switching back to rugby league. So I thought I'd see how he goes. He scored a good try. I didn't get up to that. I didn't get that far. I watched twenty minutes of it, and there was about thirty penalty goals. So I turned off. I couldn't, couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, Wallabies were robbed. I just want to put that yeah. out there. <laughs> all, all serious, I, I should let you know. It seems like every single team of mine is getting fisted by the referees. You know, like <laughs> every single team I follow is getting, you know, politely screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Could you add it politely there? <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, I think that's good enough for predictions. Don't need a score line. Don't need a try scorer this week. Uh, oh, we'll go out okay. and see see where we end up. Or unless you want to get in there, I reckon Clint Gutherson. Uh, can we see, can, can we can we have him on that? What was our first try against them last year? It was uh, a drop off. Four seconds. Russell yeah, Packer dropped the ball. Russell Packer dropped the, the kick off, and then Clint Gutherson shaped a pass and uh, took the line on and went straight over. Um, and he was quite good in the second match as well when he was playing at fullback. So hopefully um, that week off with that knee um, gave, gave, gave him a bit more confidence in that knee. Um, yeah. I, I, do, do you want to do some predictions? Both of you jump yeah. in. I won't do the score, but I'll do a try score. I reckon Bevan French um, kicking behind the line, low grubber against uh, Nene McDonald who can't reach past his knees because he's too tall. I reckon Hayne. And we're gonna. It's a, similar to a try in Darwin. He's we're gonna kick it like shallow um, across the field, and he's gonna out jump um, the fullback. What's his name? Duffy or whatever his name is. And um, yeah, Nuffy. Dufty. Yeah, Dufty. There was a Nuffy. There, <laughs> there was a Duffy who played for Melbourne, I think. So. Um. All right. I I don't have any prediction this week. I'm predicting that I've got to rest my voice. <laughs> 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 um, I thought the uh, I thought the voice was from you um, hosting all last week with no input from anyone else. You carrying the podcast. That, that as well. It didn't help. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's jump into some plugs. I'll start off with uh, Forty, uh, the Cumberland Throw. You know where to catch them. TCT. Um, they were firing up a bit on Twitter the other day. So uh, keep it up, boys. Um, and then also for PM, he's uh, running through a bit of. Uh, uh, troubles at home, um, but he should be back hopefully with a stable uh, internet connection sometime soon. Uh, but sports first, Nam Bucker, if you want to get your NRL gear. And then uh, moving on to uh, you, Birdie. Yeah, okay, so Twitter is uh, BevanHeaven1. Um, so the Socceroos last game tonight, they have to win to make it to the next round. I'm already sweet because I got Russia qualified, so you know, I'm already a winner. And, um, yeah, we need Australia. We need France to beat Denmark and Australia to win. And other than that, um, Ben Simmons, Rookie of the Year, confirmed. So Donovan Mitchell, you can get stuffed, you smart ass prick. 
and um, politely, politely, poli- oh yeah, p- politely you can get stuffed. And um, <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah, that's it really. Just to suck this World Cup. You know what? Hashtag Floptus. I hate Optus. I only got them for the soccer, and I'm absolutely pissed off with them. If, give it back um, to give it back to Fox Sports. You know, do the right thing and fucking end your business. If you only signed up for the world, if you only signed up for the World Cup, ring them up. You'll get three months free. Oh really? Oh, that's good. You got the EPL soon, so hopefully, you know they they got to be smart, man. Like fancy a mobile phone company, whatever the fuck they call themselves. Fancy them hosting or broadcasting soccer or football, as they call it in Europe. You know, you knew they were gonna fail. It's just like, you know, it's just like a Fox to trusting Foxtel's internet service. You reckon they're going to be good at internet? No, they're not. So, Optus, do the world a favour and hand it back to Fox Sports. And with that, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, I'm actually, I've got Optus as my um, telco provider and my uh, uh, my modem uh, kicked itself in the ass the week before uh, the World Cup. So, um, unfortunately, Fetch TV, it, it seemed to be working for um, the World Cup. Uh, but uh, my modem decided to die, and you can't just set up a third-party modem with uh, fibre to the... Sorry, premises. Yes, I will put PJ Marsh on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you say PJ Marsh? <laughs> That's what I thought he said. <laughs> PJ Masks. Oh. <laughs> um, and um, off the back of that, I got my modem, new modem back tonight so I can uh, record the podcast properly and then go from there. Thank you. Great input. Um, yes, greatest ever, <laughs> PJ Marsh. <laughs> I want PJ Marsh too, bud. <laughs> um, and then, um, sorry, we're doing plugs, Ham. Um, yep, on Twitter at hamsamish22. Um, don't have any gigs lined up for myself anytime soon, but uh, a band I saw recently, um, Shady Nasty, which is a fantastic. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia reference for those that get it for Shad Dynasty, but it's Shady Nasty. Um, some good, you know, raw punk, um, you know, move around. You can shout along to it. So yeah, they're pretty good. Um, check them out. I think they've got a few gigs coming up soon. Uh, I know there's one at the Lansdowne, which has been revamped and I haven't been since. And for me, uh, at Parapod, well, for us, at Parapodcast and forward slash Parapodcast. Um, so, hopefully we'll have a fuller episode next week when we can actually review some games. Uh, but then we won't have much to preview next week because the Eels will be on a bye for round 17. Um, so, fingers crossed the boys can get over the line this week and uh, keep us happy for that bye week. Um, until then, uh, enjoy the rugby league and fingers crossed the blue and gold uh, getting over the line this weekend. Cheers. See you later. Yep, see you guys. Cheers. Thank you.